2: Hey, I'm Sarah. When people asked me and my husband, Matthew, about our birth plans, our answer was simple. We're doing it at home. So this is a podcast all about our home birth journey. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am Sarah, and I'm hanging out right now with my husband, Matthew who is one of the most resourceful people I know. (laughs) And it's a trait that I really (laughs) appreciate about him. And I did not value resourcefulness as much before seeing it in action with him. And just he amazes me every day with things that I say – I, I don't know, or I, I can't figure it out. He finds a way through Google, through his own tinkering and whatever. And if nothing is an example of that, today is because we are in this little um, fort, fort, I yeah. guess you would call it, uh, to improve, hopefully, the sound quality of our recording uh, until we have some more fancy equipment to do that. Right now, we've got uh, some chairs, our stroller, and this like big comforter over us. We have socks over the microphone. Oh, yeah. and th- this man, like he's MacGyvering it, and I, I, I
3: really appreciate. Well, it. hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> because what I was trying to do was reduce the echo and and the pop in our voice, so we'll see.
2: Otherwise, we just look kind of silly.
3: Yeah. Otherwise, we just made a grown-up fort, and we're sitting here Hanging in out. the semi-dark like goons. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome though. It's awesome. So cool. So what are we talking about today?
2: We are talking about six things you don't say it to a home birth mom or wow. a home birth family. And I say six, but let's leave it open. Maybe we come up with some along the way or we remember, oh yeah, that. So we'll say six right now and maybe it ends up being more, but I I remembered six that I wanted to share.
3: Cool. So these are things that um, as as a couple who experienced the home birth, these are things that people would say to us right. and that we would hear or sometimes we'd even read and just be like, ah. Oh, don't, like, don't say shit like that. Forehead
2: like, slap kind would, of moment.
3: Yeah, like why That wasn't helpful. That wasn't constructive. That, right. Why would you say that? Right. And so in, that's that's what we're talking about.
2: In texting uh, abbreviation land, it would be a big SMH, which stands for shaking my head.
3: <laughs> yes. I learned that
2: recently. So big SMH phrases here. Yeah. Um. And so if you are experiencing, uh, if you're going through a home birth and you get these, we'll also talk about ways you can kind of deal with when you get these but if you're listening because you're thinking about home birth or you have a friend or loved one who is doing a home birth these are some things to avoid saying
3: yeah yeah. don't say these things to your the people that you know who are going to be doing a home birth Um, just if you have nothing else nothing better to say then just shut your mouth right right
2: (laughs) okay so let's all right number one number one the hippie topic, the hippie comment, either saying like, oh, are you kind of like a hippie or are you – there's other terms now, crunchy and granola, or whether it's a question or you're commenting like, oh, you're so like hippie and earthy or whatever. I don't really know what the intention behind that statement is. Maybe it's a compliment. Maybe it's like, oh, you're so – Like mother, people don't mean
3: it as a compliment.
2: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that's the point. It's not really a compliment, and all you're doing really is it's kind of asinine, and it's separating that person from the 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 rest of the world. is, Is what I feel like they're doing. Like they're making you separate by saying that. Like you're over here in your world doing something weird or non traditional, and I don't find that to be the case. I think there are plenty of home birth moms and families out there who are probably the opposite of what you would consider a hippie or crunchy or whatever, uh, who just choose home birth as their birthing plan. I don't think there's anything innately hippie about the act of home birth.
3: Yeah. And, you know, what I think people are saying is, like, to to them, home birth is different.
2: Mm -hmm. Foreign, maybe scary.
3: Yeah. And people that would do home birth are folks – who maybe don't wear shoes and are giving birth outside holding onto a tree and... Like chanting
2: all around and like drum circle type thing, which fine, if that what would you want to do, but it's not, that's not the type of home birth we had, that's not the type of home birth I've watched in videos of our midwives practice, so I... I think that just comes from a place of lack of information, really, and and fear, like we were saying earlier. And so it's just...
3: I think you kind of ridicule things you don't understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is a very easy thing to ridicule because, you know, it's it's birth and it's very sensitive already. A lot of people have very uh, strong opinions and um, very powerful emotions around birth. So when you introduce something that's a little bit different, it brings up all sorts of stuff. So I I think that's where those comments come from. But wherever they come from... They're definitely not freaking appreciated, and uh, when we when we heard them, it was just it was the shake my head moment. Like, ah, okay.
0: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
1: Define an opportunity.
0: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
1: Identify a problem.
0: Creating an audio ad is time consuming.
1: Offer a solution.
0: Utilize cutting edge AI. Right. Yes. So, my
2: advice, if you get that sort of question or comment, is you could kind of go one of two routes with it. And in, in in my experience, one, if it's a person who you seem it seems open and it could potentially land well, is to inform them and just share with them what your plans are and and why you chose it, and that could uh, that could enlighten. Or the other option smile and walk away Yeah, (laughs) you know um, you don't need to convince anyone of anything and you don't need to make people understand so you can go either way with it and I think it's totally fine either option
3: Hmm. cool what's number two
2: number two is aren't you afraid of something going wrong? Or, oh, my God, I would just be so afraid, like throwing the huge fear factor around of like the doomsday possibility. And I think, again, that's people's like concern and fear, their own fears around the topic or fear for you going through that experience. And so they don't know anything else other than to like, load it onto you. You know, people who are about to have a baby, that's already a very, vulnerable space to be in and like you're preparing for a lot to now take on other people's kind of junk. Uh, That's a big no-no in in my world is to bring up just the fear around it and the the emergency side of it. I don't think it's necessary.
3: You know, I I think a lot of that has to do with how people are programmed. I think that um, so many folks are essentially trained or taught that birth is a traumatic event and that birth is an emergency. I mean, if how many pieces of media, commercials, TV shows, movies, is birth an emergency? It's like, holy shit, this terrible thing is about to happen. I mean, like people freak out and there's screaming, and like that's what we're trained, that's what we're conditioned to believe. Right. So when you tell someone you're doing a home birth, they're thinking you're going to try to experience an emergency, but like you're you're choosing to experience this emergency. By yourself at home, you must be an idiot
2: or irresponsible. Or irresponsible, or yeah, selfish. like
3: all of that stuff. It's like you, this, this, this event that has to be controlled and overseen by doctors. Like, if there aren't doctors there, who's going to intervene because it's an emergency? So I get it. I get why people say, like, well, what are you going to do if? Like, I totally get it, right? But it's it comes from a place of complete, I think, fear, like you said. Um, I think it's it's the conditioning and a total lack of understanding about birth and how natural it is, I think. and
2: Right. I think you hit it. It is a, a, a true lack of understanding. But the thing that kind of grinds my gears about it, one of the biggest issues I take with comments around that is, don't you think – or, of course, they're not thinking this because they wouldn't be bringing it up otherwise. But these women, these families have taken time to make this decision. Yeah. So. I would bet a lot of money that they have factored in the possibilities of what can happen and they've talked about contingency plans like home birth isn't something and unless it's an unplanned home birth like you don't get out the door to where you need to go in time other than that it's a very intentional process at least for us it was and, and for other women most families, yes like- so you consider those things and you talk about those things if you are planning a responsible loving Home birth.
3: And you have backup plans and backup plans for your backup plans. Right. Like,
2: so it's just, that's why it kind of irritates me when those things get brought up. Because it's like, don't you think I've thought about this? Like, don't you think we've discussed this?
3: Especially when it's brought up by family. Yeah. And, you know, from family, it's like they are concerned about your well being and they always will be. But man, it, that whole sentiment of like, don't you think I thought about that? You know, yeah. for me, that, that there's an even stronger emotional. Um, the, the stronger emotion behind it when family members question the decision.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be a whole other topic. Yeah. We've probably even touched on it yeah, at some point. Yeah, we might have. But the next one, so number three.
3: Number three.
2: You're crazy. Just plain and simple. Like a plain and simple statement of like, oh, you're so crazy. You're like, oh, I can't believe – like the – Again, maybe it's a weird, twisted, backhanded compliment. No, it's and not.
3: It's not. <laughs> I'm trying
2: to give people the benefit of the doubt.
3: No, man. Like, um, that's not a compliment in no Okay. So, universe. it's not a compliment.
2: What it is, I think it's people's own self judgments that they're yeah. then projecting, whether it's people who maybe would have been open to doing something like a home birth and didn't themselves. So, they want to like project that onto you, or they're just so staunchly opposed to it that it's like offensive to them that you would choose to do something like this. So, again, Again that that separation kind of similar to like the hippie thing. It's like putting you in a category that you're like this crazy human being who's doing something outlandish and unheard of, yeah, I again, mean, like what is the point? like I feel I feel like comments like that are just wasted air <laughs> they
3: I mean they are. I think it says a lot just about the the person who's making the comment. and for all of these things, uh, you know for for you home birth families listening, just do your very best to not take it personally. I think so much of it. It's not. It has. It's a. It's a reflection on the commenter.
2: Absolutely, I I totally agree. And you know, if you are getting comments like this, or you you know, you've you've gotten a statement like that, you know, if you've had a wedding, if you've gotten married, you can kind of you can kind of parallel the experiences in that. You'll see some people show up really interesting ways around weddings and make it about them, make the day about them, make the experience about them. Um. Now this is a baby coming into the world. That shit's gonna happen again, and sometimes yeah. bigger. People make it about them. People think the birth of your child is like their coming out party or something. Yeah, no, we experienced what, that. Yes. So With um, my family. Yes. Yeah. So uh, people just feel the need to to inject whatever they've got going on. Hmm. So.
3: All right, cool. We got off a little. Yeah, that's off, that's so fine. That's fine. So number four.
2: Number four. Well, my friend says this, or my mom says this. Like the commentary of other people's stuff or experiences. I, again, I think um, pregnancy like weddings is a time when people want to share their stories with you. And I think that's, that's great. A lot can be learned from people's experiences, but it depends on how you're sharing it and to what extent and what about it you're sharing and the advice quote unquote that you think you're giving. I think about like, is this useful? Is this, is it kind of necessary? Like that's something we talk about when we think about like the things we say to people. And um, what's an
3: example of that type of comment?
2: Um, Oh, well, my friend tried to do a home birth and then this happened or, and then they, they got, you know, rushed, I guess that, that like emergency thing or, Oh, um, I thought about home birth, but then like my, my friend or my mom said this, this, and this, it's like, okay, I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're awesome and really like smart, well to do well intentioned people, but they're not me. Their experience isn't my experience. So it's, it's just like adding on to like, kind of like a know it all. Yeah. If if you get that kind of person into your sphere, and and how you can handle that is just like, oh, like that's great for them, and maybe you can glean some some really great nuggets from what that person experienced, whether it's something you want to do or something you want to steer away from. Um, but I I just uh, sometimes bothers me a little bit when people go into like, oh, well, this happened for me, and my friend, my mom, my this this this. So that says means it's going to happen to you. Yeah, it's like you're that's, you're putting yeah. you're this like prophecy you're putting onto <clears throat> to them and.
0: To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Uh, What's next?
2: Number five, the pain. Talking about the pain, whether it's like, oh my God, it's going to hurt so much, or like, oh my God, you're choosing to do it without drugs. Like, how could you do that? Like, focusing on the pain aspect of it. And, ugh, like, just, ugh. Like, I, I wrote an article when we first got pregnant about um about common pregnancy fears that i was choosing to not subscribe to Mm -hmm. and one of them was like i put in quotes like it's going to be the most painful experience of your life and i published that article in mind body green and i got a lot of comments and feedback on that from from random women saying like how dare you say like it's not painful this and that it was the most painful experience of my life
3: especially they're like how dare you you haven't experienced it yet
2: right and i get that i get that but i wasn't saying that it was not a painful experience or that this, there weren't painful sensations in the experience of birth. What I was saying was in my state, I was choosing to subscribe to a belief that it would be this powerful experience and not focus on the raw aspect of like physical pain. Because how was how that going to help me prepare? For me personally, focusing on the pain doesn't help me prepare for something like that. Um, so this was kind of a tangent, but I say it to say It's a very sensitive subject for people and some people really want to talk about how painful it is and some people may not because that's not what where they're choosing to be at with their birth preparation. So better to just err on the side of not talking about how painful it is. Because again, like with the emergency contingency plans, you think this woman hasn't thought about that there could be some discomfort in this experience of childbirth, like that she is now pregnant. She's probably thought about it once or twice. So you laying on there more talk of like how painful it's going to be. Does not help. Really doesn't help. And it's different for so many women. So, you know, we're all different human beings and have different thresholds of pain and sensation. So some women may experience it as very painful and that's fine. And then others, some women have orgasms when they give birth. And,
3: you know. It's everywhere across the spectrum. And what was your experience for for the, you know, the, the new listener who hasn't heard our birth story yet?
2: I would absolutely not label it as the most painful experience of my life. at at all. Did I experience some discomfort? Yes. Were there moments of like intensity and physical um, strain? Yes. But I likened it to like a very intense, long workout or like running a marathon or something, which I have not done, but what I would imagine it to be like. And I I experienced it as beautiful, like I'm willing to do it again, you know, I'm thinking about having another baby, not tomorrow, but, you know, I'm already thinking about that. So that tells you that it wasn't this like scarring, traumatic, painful experience that has, uh, has like left a message in my brain, like, don't do this again, you know, but I'm not going to go touch a hot stove willingly because I know that shit hurts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I think that you, you mentioned it earlier, but, um, some people do experience birth as the most painful thing in the world. You know, my mom was not interested in experiencing any of the pain. And she she had, she had epidural for all three of them, all three of us, us kids when we were born. And so, you know, for her, that might have been something that a question she might have brought up. Well, how are you going to manage the pain? And so I think it really just, it, it, like most of the things on this list, it's just indicative of where the person is at. And if somebody brings to you some comments or some fears around pain... You can choose to, to to reply kind of the way Sarah did. Like, I'm choosing to not focus on the pain. I'm choosing to um, create, my, my intention is to create a powerful experience around my birth. And uh, pain and discomfort might be a part of it, but it won't be my focus.
2: Right. So not a denial. Like, I wasn't like, oh, yeah. this is going to be easy breezy. You know, like, where was preparation for it? But, um,
3: maybe that's what the commenters were, th- were thinking that your article was denying the fact that it was pain. Yeah.
2: That's what some women did. They felt offended by like, you know, kind of yeah. how dare you, you know, it, it was very painful for me, but, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought just in the, in the experience of birth, like it's so much more than that. I and especially home birth, what home birth afforded me the opportunity was, was to feel all of it. And I'm. I'm happy that I got to feel every aspect from, yeah. from super intense to, you know, thinking I might give up to just like peacefully floating in the tub. Like I got to experience it all. And I'm very grateful for that.
3: Hmm. Cool. What's next? which one are we on now?
2: Six. So oh, last, the last, one. last one. Yes. All right. And can I come? <laughs> can I watch? Can I see it? Or even afterwards, can I see part of it? Like if you haven't been extended an invitation, probably yeah. best to not say anything around that. Especially if you're a person who had said any of one through five, you are definitely not,
3: yeah, seriously, if you,
2: not on the roster. If you
3: made those comments and then follow up with, oh, but can I come?
2: But see, that's the thing. I think there are totally people in all of our lives who would say all of one through five and then at the end of it be like, can I come? Because yeah. there's this like sick curiosity or like wanting to be a part of it even though it's something you may not even support or you know you've you've had your comments about it that it's 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 hippie it's crunchy like what if this happens what if x y and z but you still want to be a part of it you know
3: and maybe that's because they are curious for themselves like that was something they may have thought for themselves but for whatever reason they chose not to or maybe it's it's alluring because it is i don't know it's it's you being the most badass woman, like just doing your thing and doing it naturally. I mean, that I'm sure is appealing to some people. And I, yeah, we got we had a couple of can I comes and they were not it's not a
2: tea party. Yeah. It was like, a live birth.
3: <laughs> right. You know, I think part of it, too, is just like when you do something at home. I think it's a little more casual. Yeah, there's an
2: assumption that you can just, like, load it up. Yeah. And, like, there's, you know, there's no rules and there's no structure to how you want to create this day. Because
3: in the hospital, it's like, you can't have all these people in here and there's specific visitation hours. But, oh, you're at home. So you obviously don't give a shit about any any sort of rules or structure. And it's loose. And, yeah, like, the the delivery pizza boy can come on in if he's, (laughs) like, anybody can come. So we got that.
2: Oh, yep. So those are my those are my things. So what what do you? I guess we didn't touch on what how you deal with those people. People are like, oh, I want to come or whatever. Oh,
3: I think for the people who want to come, um, what one thing that we talked about in an earlier episode is being insanely intentional about your birth team, and creating your birth team and having a a, bi- a reason, you know, a big why for why you've put together your birth team. Um, so if you've done that, if you've thought through the individuals that you want at your birth and the roles they're gonna play, then. When somebody outside of your birth team asks if they can come, you can so politely say no. You can say no with a smile on your face because you know the the exact type of person and probably the exact individual that you are going to have there at your birth. And so you're able to say no without any feelings of guilt, without any, any feelings of, of remorse, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, but you don't have to pull any of that crap. You can just say, no, I have my birth team all set out. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, go back and listen to that episode if you're interested and if you're going through that process right now um, because the birth team is uh, such such a, I'm not going to say essential part because some people don't need or want a birth team, but um, can be uh, such a powerful tool yes, I agree. during your birth, during totally your home agree. birth. And so for somebody, if somebody's going to ask you, can I join, can I come, um, you can politely say no. I already have those people in mind. Thank yes. you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cool. Okay. We're well, all right. So that, that wraps up things to not say to people who are experiencing a home birth. Um what else do I want to cover? Oh, um, reviews. If you dig what we're doing here, we would greatly appreciate a review on iTunes. Yes. That would be the best place to leave a review um, and just let us know what you think. And if you want to be on the show and yes. share your home birth story or, you know, you have some sort of interesting insight around home birth, we'd love to hear it and talk to you about it.
3: Yes, yes, that's big. We're doing... Um... Homebirth birth stories like yes. we really want to do more share more people's stories and experiences and we've gotten insane feedback from the couple of stories we've already done including our own yes and so if you've experienced a home birth and you want to come and share your story whether it was everything you dreamed of or it went the complete opposite of what you were expecting um, come share your story on the show with us and you know we'll, we'll, we'll sit down we'll record it we'll publish it and uh, it'll, one thing, it'll be a really awesome sort of keepsake for you.
2: Yes, totally. You
3: know, like you'll have this, this uh, audio version of your of your birth story that you can keep and play for your kids and your grandkids. And so uh, we would love to, to be able to give that to you. Um, so what email address?
2: Hello. Hello so, at diahpodcast.com.
3: Yes. Yeah, so shoot us an email. Hello at diahpodcast.com. And uh, we'll make it happen.
2: Yes. Yes, we will. Um, thank you, Matthew, for hanging out with me today, for building this this fort. Yeah, I don't want to take this thing down. Thank you so much. I also want to give a shout out and thanks to Maya for sleeping this whole time <laughs> while we recorded. <laughs> so I appreciate you, baby girl. And um, that's it for us, chilling in the doing it at home fort. So we will. See you later. Thanks for watching. Listening. Ha <laughs> ha! Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh,
3: peace.